I feel so proud that I've got 25 episodes under my belt. Honestly, like, you know me, those of you who know me, um, I have definite uh, flimmy flammy tendencies. So yeah, I'm really happy that we're on episode 25. And I guess I just wanted to kind of kick off this episode by just saying thank you so much to all of you listening for the bloody amazing feedback that you've given me since I began this podcast. Sometimes I still get a bit of a crisis of confidence after I put an episode out um, thinking, oh, was that my best work? Is that going to resonate with people? Are people going to be interested in that? You know, I still, as much as I coach around imposter syndrome, it's absolutely still something I suffer from sometimes. And so getting this kind of feedback, you know, the, the old email or a message on LinkedIn or something like that from someone saying, oh, like, oh my God, I so related to that episode where you were, I don't know, talking about the five things you do that I do differently if I was starting over a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, you know, and I get these messages and it just makes me feel so happy to know that you guys listening are identifying with the things I'm talking about. And I really do try and keep it pretty much real talk. I'm trying to practice what I preach and just show up as absolutely authentically myself, which really nowadays it is my default setting. I I don't think I can always have said that. It's, you know, it certainly hasn't always been actually, uh, but it is now. So I just want to say thank you for letting me show up as myself and for tuning in and, and enjoying it. And long may that continue. So episode 25, is it time to rewild your business? And what might that mean? What does that even mean? What am I even talking about? Rewild your business. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships and creating the abundant, full fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, Are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. So rewilding, particularly in the UK, I don't know so much in the States. I'm I'm assuming it is becoming a more well-known turn of phrase now. And in nature, rewilding is very much about, you know, simplifying. It's about not overcomplicating things. So nature left to its own devices absolutely carves out the perfect environment for life to thrive. When I say, is it time to rewild your business? I mean, is it time to really reconnect with the foundational principles of business, right? Is it time to simplify everything you're doing? 
is it time to kind of take that organic approach, that more authentic, purposeful way of growing our businesses for good? Often, so many of the women that I work with, when they first come to me, their business models are so overcomplicated. And actually, I think, I think that like business in general, particularly online businesses, has become really toxically complex. You know, it's like we've lost a bit of a grip on the basics. And I think that's because there's just so many voices out there now shouting at us. You know, there's so many books and blogs and podcasts and videos and all the things, you know, shouting about what you should be doing. You know, the next big thing, the next big idea, the right way to do it is this way. You know, here's how you can make money more quickly. Here's a hack for this. Here's the secret to that. You know, and I feel like there's just too many moving parts, too much fakeness around the online business world now. And I think it is time for us to breathe. I think business owners now are in danger of feeling very frantic about their business, about marketing themselves, about their brand, about all the things that they feel they should be doing to grow their business. It's almost like the the human aspect gets left behind. Yeah. If you've followed me for for a while now, and particularly like listening to this podcast, you'll know that I'm I am pretty obsessed about showing up authentically and about building really genuine relationships. And I think this frantic pace of business building online really leaves very little room for building genuine relationships because everything's so rushed. Everything is about liking, following, you know, DMs where people are going straight into the pitch, you know, liking someone else's content in and praying that they're going to like yours back. It's not that meaningful, right? And I think sometimes we hear this message, you know, business should be about building authentic, genuine relationships, but that doesn't always translate into what we actually do. Because it isn't easy. Building genuine meaningful relationships online isn't always easy. We're all busy. We've all probably had that feeling where you've reached out to someone perhaps on LinkedIn. I absolutely have been guilty of this. You know, you've connected with someone on LinkedIn. They've sent a message saying, hey, how are you? You know, tell me about your business. And it's like the first, your heart sinks because it's like, oh my God, I literally don't have time right now to tell you all about my business. And that's a shame, right? That's a shame because what if... What if we did rewild that online space for ourselves and go back to having actual meaningful conversations? One of the things I love to do now is when someone does say that is to just go back straight away and say, do you know what? It would be lovely. I don't have time right this minute um, to go into it, but how about, you know, let's jump on a call. Let's talk in real life or let's talk in um, over Zoom. And just try and make it that bit more meaningful and do it less often. I'm not saying that you need to be doing this, you know, umpteen times a day. But I think if you are going to try and build those genuine relationships online to grow your business, do it genuinely. Make it matter. Make it real. 
do it less often if you need to. Because those relationships that you actually invest time in finding out about the other person without any agenda initially are going to be the really fruitful ones. In addition to our business models becoming so, so complex, I think there is also this this kind of drive to recreate the multiple offer strategy that we see some of the more established gurus who've been in business, been around online, some of the early adopters of online business, you know, they've probably been around 10 to 15 years. They've got a huge team around them that can support a more complex model. I'm seeing that people just starting out are trying to recreate those very complex models with, you know, they've got one-to-one offers, they've got digital courses, they're trying to organize a retreat, they've got a group program, they might then go on to a mastermind, or workshops, you know, and they're trying to do everything. And that is really bloody overwhelming to try and do that. And so I think simplifying our business model down to one or two offers is absolutely liberating. Honestly, a simple business model feels so light and spacious, feels really empowering. And doing one or two things really well, rather than becoming so overwhelmed by all of those, you know, the automations that need to come in if you've got lots of passive income, income streams, you know, sometimes the allure of passive income actually masks the awful complexity around the automations, around the tech involved. And often as we're starting out, or if we're in our first couple of years of business, we just don't need that. We don't want to overcomplicate our businesses to the point where we don't enjoy them anymore. I see this happen a lot where people are almost forced into a corner and they have to expand their team way before they're ready to um, just to cope with all the moving parts of their complex business model, not in response to um, a huge influx of revenue, but because their business is so complex that they actually can't manage the back end on their own. And that makes no sense at all. There is nothing going to eat into your cash flow and your um, profit quicker than expanding a team before you're ready to do so financially. The problem is this often comes from a place of, you know, when something's not working, when we're struggling, you know, we've, we've perhaps, you know, launched all of these different courses and upsells and downsells and cross-sells and slow offers and webinar funnels and all the things. We make it so complicated that it's not working we can't quite get it to work properly and we get very overwhelmed we're not seeing the revenue come in and we think the solution is to add something oh okay so maybe if I just add in this this will work maybe if I add in another team member maybe if I add in a different funnel a different automation tool like Zapier on steroids is is trying to hook everything together I strongly believe that if something's not working Take something away. Simplify something. It's almost always a better solution. I absolutely promise you. 
think about it, the really fast-paced, complex, layered, funneled way of doing business online, it all comes down to these very contrived, carbon-copied businesses of each other. And actually, in an online world where to be successful, we really do need to stand out. The more you simplify your business, the more you can become visible. And you, as a business owner, are the only thing that can't be replicated. Anyone can replicate an offer, a funnel, an email sequence, right? But you, you are the irreplaceable in your business. You're the thing that can't be replicated. So simplifying down and having a business with a little more space for you to be visible, to create content that's really authentic and courageous, really connects with your ideal clients, all of the things that it's so hard to do when you're absolutely bogged down and overwhelmed by a complex business model is really going to pay off, right? Often when we really complicate our business and make it very complex. We actually are doing that from a place of wanting our business to be easier for us. So in other words, we want passive income so we don't have to work as much. We want automations so that there are less manual processes in our business. All of the things that When we implement them, we're looking at our business from our own perspective, what benefits us, not necessarily what benefits our clients. So we make our business models too complex because we think it's either going to bring us more money or allow us to work less hours. And the things that really benefit our clients tend to be the things that go the other way. They get put to one side. So I want you to think about this for a minute. What if, what if we did stop doing all the things? What are the one or two things that you could do in your business to really work on building relationships, to really work on delivering an incredible service to your clients? The things that, in my opinion, really matter so much more than anything else. The service I deliver to my clients matters more to me than anything else in my business. It matters more to me than this podcast. It matters more to me than any post I can put on LinkedIn. Giving my clients a great service, being the best, most transformational coach I can be for my clients is my number one priority. So I want you to think about what's your number one priority and how can you simplify your business? How can you, thinking about it again from this rewilding perspective, what are the real core activities that build relationships in your business? What are the core relationships that really deliver value to your clients? and your prospective clients, and double down on those things. 
And if that means getting rid of some of the offers that you've got in your business, I know it's tough to make a decision like that. But I will guarantee you, you will feel so much lighter. You'll have so much more space to really sculpt your business into the business you actually love. I think this is the other thing. I think when we make our businesses so complex, we often lose sight of the enjoyment and the, or the joy in, in actually running the business. Right? You know, what if we did that? What if we started really concentrating on just being genuinely expert at one thing and delivering that to your clients and delivering it to them in the way that they want it delivered to them, not making them be confined by, you know, what what our funnel automations are restricted to. You know, that's something I come across quite often is that it's almost like, Business owners have these amazing ideas of really great stuff that they could deliver to their clients that would really make a difference and, and really up their game. And then they don't do it because they feel it's too labor intensive or too time consuming for them. And I just look at things the other way. I really do. I look at things and think, do you know what? I would way rather charge a premium price for my time, but give my clients that time. Devote time to them. That's why I love one-to-one coaching. You you know that about me. I love working with my clients on a one-to-one basis because that's what makes the difference. That's what really works for them. So we need to stop losing sight of what is best for our clients. And we need to stop restricting ourselves via our own systems. And don't get me wrong, I am not saying that automations and sleek systems are wrong. I'm really not. But I guess what I am saying is that if they come at the expense of serving your client in the best way you possibly can, then yeah, they are wrong, right? (laughs) You know, that is something you can't compromise on. So when we simplify, when we rewild our business, when we go back and strip out all the stuff that we don't need to create space, to create an environment for our business to thrive in, it's so liberating. More recently, I used to be really guilty of making things super complicated. And then I would almost burn out trying to make everything work. And then I would strip everything back and then it would all sneak back in again. And I'm really conscious of it now. I really recognize when that's happening now. So what if we did focus on our clients more, on what they want, the way they want things delivered to them? What if we stopped buying into the don't work hard, work smart? That that is true to a point. But I think people take it too far. People take it to the point where any amount of effort in their business suddenly becomes, it makes them feel like they're doing something wrong. And actually to to serve our clients really well, to be outstanding and expert and fantastic at what we do, I think I'm, I'm willing to work hard to do that. I am willing to work hard honing my craft of a, being a business coach to make sure that I give my clients the best service. So I feel like 
This whole message of rewilding our businesses is really all about stepping back from that really fast paced business, from that feeling that we've got to do everything at breakneck speed to fit in all of the stuff that we've packed into our business model, our strategies, our operations. You know, let's step back from that. You know, it's a little bit like one thing. I've had this conversation twice, actually, this week. What if you became way more discerning about what and how much you're consuming? Okay, this is a really good example of how you can rewild your business. When we strip out all of the stuff we no longer want to consume, and become very discerning about what we do consume, the stuff that's really healthy for our mind, the stuff that's healthy for our business, really amazing things happen. So I had a conversation with a client recently and we were talking about how she was feeling and she was feeling like her creativity was just not where it used to be. She just wasn't, producing content was feeling really hard for her. I don't know, I might have told this story before. Hmm. I blame it on my age. Um, but anyway, she was talking about how, you know, creating content was feeling hard. She was feeling very like it was a real slog. And I asked her whether she was consuming anything that might be blocking out her creative juices. And she had a real aha moment. There had there was a news story going on at the time in the states, and she became absolutely consumed by it. And she was obsessively reading about it, and um, she was cons- uh, you know obsessively consuming everything she could lay her hands on about this topic. And I see this happen a lot. So basically, what happens is our creativity gets really restricted by overconsumption of media. You know, and that might be the news. It might be podcasts. It might be uh, YouTube. It might be blog posts. It might be LinkedIn. It might be Facebook. Whatever it is, we can really overdo it on the consumption side. And what we need is a balance because when we really overdo the consumption, something has to give. And generally speaking, that will be our creativity. All the time you're consuming, consuming, consuming even if it's stuff that's relevant to your business, right? If you're consuming all the time, there's no space to create. So again, this is that stripping back. It's simplifying. It's letting go of some of the things that are sucking your time and filling your head, taking up all of your creative space. Think of it like balance scales. Think of like consumption and creativity on opposite sides of the scale. And, you know, if you're, if you're getting weighed down with, um, by consuming, you know, creativity is feeling light. It's not going to be in balance. The key is balance. We do need both. Right. If you dive into full on creativity and stop consuming altogether, then you run the risk of like not informing your mind of not bringing in fresh new ideas. And that can damage your creativity, too. Right. But I think it's a balance. Just like in nature. So coming back to this idea of rewilding, 
It's bringing back some balance into your business, maybe operating at a slightly slower pace, a little more intentional, a little more thoughtful, a simpler business model. If this is striking a chord with you, right, and you love the idea of simplifying your business, this is something that I would love you to think about. I want you to think about three things. The first one is rewilding your business really means refusing to blindly buy into the way other people do business, right? And instead, carve out your own way. And we do that by tuning back into our intuition and learning to trust it, okay? The second thing is it means simplifying your business model. So you can see the forest and not just the trees. I love that expression. You can't see the forest for the trees. I think that's one of my mums. Um, and thirdly, it means growing your business in a way that feels right to you. You know, I know you know what ethical, authentic relationship marketing feels like. I know that you know that that is the best way to grow a business, right? I want you to think about that over the next week. Think about those three things and how you can apply those things in your business. Okay. And as always, if it is something that you would like to talk to me about, then I am more than happy for you to apply for a breakthrough session with me. I also want your thoughts on this kind of simplifying this rewilding. So I'd love you to drop me an email, info at jewelmokes.com. It's something that I'm writing about at the moment. So if any of you feel called to give me your thoughts on this topic on today's episode, I would absolutely bloody love it if you would drop just drop me a simple email with a couple of thoughts. Obviously, if that is included in the book, because this is a subject I'm writing about at the moment, I will be crediting you, obviously. So please, yeah, let me know if there is any kind of thoughts that have come up for you while I've um, been talking about this today. Anyway, until next week, bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now.